Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian, Jared Brandon Gibson. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak, and welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are <laughs> with us tonight, and uh, we got Uncle Robbie back. Robbie! What, welcome what's back, this Rob. Uncle stuff? I don't know, it's where, stuck. Where come from? I it's think stuck. we're going to start calling him Robbie Shanker. Like Robbie Shanker. No, no, that we won't. We taken. won't. We won't. We'll just we'll just stick with Uncle Rob. Oh, I'm not, All right. I'm not happy about that. He's hey, a monkey's hey, uncle. Hey, everybody, we've got a fantastic show tonight. I guarantee that. I guarantee. We have one of our esteemed. Steamed or esteemed. Esteemed. We've got somebody who's steamed. I hope he's not steamed. But this one's esteemed. <laughs> I'm steamed. I'm steamed. Yes. Uh, esteemed Poobah, who might you be? Uh, Tommy Manasco. Tommy Manasco. Hey, yes, Tommy. Yes. Followers of the show have heard that name quite a few times. Tommy is a gear nut and a supreme enthusiast of the guitar community and a an fantastic supporter of our show, and we are so That's grateful right. to him. Um, but okay. we want to find out about his guitar world and why he's so jacked up about guitar gear and all that good stuff. Um, we are going to have a lovely time together today, tonight, wherever, morning, whatever. It's going to be fun. You can stream it anytime. You can, yeah, you can stream it anytime you dang all want to. Three in the morning. You, if you want to. Five in the morning. No, too late. Okay, or too early. <laughs> Let's, uh, we, we've got a few announcements before we start here, but um, uh, Jared, what do we do on the show? We interview... A lot of builders, uh, a lot of pedal builders, guitar builders, uh, parts builders, like pickup people. We're going to have a pickup guy on the sh- on the uh, <clears throat> show pretty soon too, other than myself, which About is time. Pretty refreshing, <laughs> yeah. And uh, any bodybuilders? Uh, probably one of the builders and one of the guests may have been a bodybuilder in the past, but nice. I cannot confirm Arnold? that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yes. know. I think he actually is into guitars. But uh, one of my favorite things that we do, we we do one-on-one stuff. And t- Tony Baloney and Rob's helped us in the past with one-on-one stuff. I did a pickup, a couple of pickup shows about that. But we also have some uh, guest luthiers and people like that to help us with one-on-ones. It's a lot of fun. Correct. Correct. Uh, we also, we've got a lot of great people coming on the way. Um, uh, signed up for the next several podcasts so you're going to be excited by that for sure and let's get into some guitar business business yeah we got a couple of announcements uh we want to uh, give a little shout out to sonic artifacts uh it's a new podcast featuring the best deals and affordable vintage music equipment uh friends of our show and uh you can tune in every tuesday and uh, where they interview uh, uh, builders, musicians, techs, and, and producers from around the world with uh, new episodes every Tuesday. And uh, new interviews drop every Friday, apparently. So well, that's very cool. Yeah. And what the, I think the, the coolest factor about this is they've got a, 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 a channel on Instagram, a page on Instagram, whatever. They got an Instagram account. Presence. <laughs> and uh, it's actually a store. So, like, they get really cool pieces oh. of gear. So that's kind of where it's stemming from. It's their connection to the to what they're doing on Instagram. So go over and check them out. Nice. Sonic Artifacts on the Instagrams and elsewhere. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you heard on last show, we did a promotion for the Spark Amp, and we've got a couple more of these to do because we're giving a free one away, and I will tell you where to get that in a second. Wait, who makes that Spark Amp? Positive Grid makes the Spark Amp. I've seen a lot of ads about those. They're pretty cool. Yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to highlight some of these big features, you know, leading up to the big giveaway. What? Yeah, oh, there's a big giveaway. In the Spark Amp, they've the, the, the heart, at the heart, at the heart of the Spark Amp is something called the Tone Engine. And uh, they call this, I'm not going to ad-lib this because they did a hell of a job writing it. So we're, we're going to share a little bit of this. It's a hyper-realistic guitar amp modeling effect. Whether you play pristine melodies, crunchy chords, or soaring leads, Spark gives you a full guitar amp modeling and multi-effects engine powered by Positive Grid's state-of-the-art BIAS, B-I-A-S, with the most realistic virtual tube amps and effects on the planet. Well, you know, Todd. Yes, Tony. All those big $20 words you just spouted off yes. and the acronyms are really nice. I think you use your ears. That's correct. And that's what, that's, that's what I used when I first plugged that's in. That's right. I mean, yeah, it's cool. All the technology's fun, blah, 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 I blah. I didn't read any of this stuff. I know. I Not didn't. because I didn't think it was any good. I just wanted to experience. So what that tone engine thing means is that it's not going to sound like a strange computer amp. It isn't a compromise. I'm going to plug in, and I know it's pleasing to the ear and makes you want to play. You know, when you once you download the app and get all access to even more, uh, it's pretty remarkable. Anyways, that's the Spark Guitar Practice Amp and App. That is the icing on the delicious amp cake. And... I understand we are going to have an opportunity to pass one of these on to one of our That's lucky listeners. That's right. You can sign up for your chance to win at your very own Spark Amp at positivegrid.com forward slash guitar knobs. Put in a little bit of info and you're up for winning that thing, which is Just awesome. do it. Or you could just skip all that and go ahead and get one for under 300 bucks. Yeah. All right. So, so thanks very much to Sparkamp for sending that out to us and for providing the opportunity for one of our amazing listeners to win this awesome amp. Awesome. All right, gentlemen, let's find out what's going on in our music worlds this week. Uh, as usual, we're going to start off and Tony's going to kick us off. Then we're going to hear from our pal Tommy. You know, Todd, this week I have been about halfway through a really, really good book. Tales of the Road. Good. Give us the short, the short version of this really good book. Okay. So the name of the book is called Waiting to Derail. That's and not a good way to start out a quick <laughs> report on a book. Chapter one. Chapter yeah. one. No, the prologue. long and winding road. Pro prologue. <laughs> so this, this book is about uh, the crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy in, times. Yep. Uh, when Ryan Adams was in Whiskey Town. This is like in the 90s. And, ah, uh, man, he's, I mean, from what is described. Now, this guy, this, it's, it was yeah, a bit of a Tasmanian devil from what I, uh, um, that's being nice. Yeah. That's insulting to Tasmanian <laughs> devils. <laughs> no, but anyhow. So, the, I think the words in the story, in the stories are from uh, Thomas O'Keefe. Okay. Who wrote this with, a buddy of mine, Joe uh, Astrick, mm -hmm. uh, from here, well, he used to be here in Columbus. He's uh, played in a band called Watershed. Oh, I've, well, yeah. I've heard yeah, of Joe, the, he's... Joe, the, yeah. The bass player. <laughs> 
Joe. Great guy. Yeah. Great writer. Great writer. Everybody knows Joe. Um, but anyhow, uh, Joe really polished up the words, I think. So Thomas O'Keefe was, uh, he had been a touring musician, and he got recruited to uh, help organize the tour as a tour manager for Whiskey Town when they got their late, big national label sign up. Yeah. He had his hands full. I can imagine. But anyhow, it's an excellent book. Uh, Joe's, Joe's writing is very easy to read. Uh, I don't usually, you know, if, if I'm going to read a book, it's something about guitars or whatever. This is kind of a nonfiction historical kind of thing, I guess, somewhat historical at this point. And um, what I've been doing this week, because he's mentioning all these bands that came out around the same time that I forgot about, uh, bands like the Bottle Rockets, uh, obviously, well, I still listen to the Jayhawks and and uh, Uncle Tupelo, and that split off into Sunvolt and Wilco. So all these alt-country alt bands, country, yeah. uh, which was the hot thing. All the record companies were... You know, run into science. We need to bands. get us some of that old country. We need a little old country. And this was, you know, I think this was really kind of the end of the record industry, you know. What does that say about old country? Well, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't blame old country for no, that. Yeah. I think no, it was just great old country. just a natural progression of things yeah. as it is today. But anyhow, I've been go, I'm going on to Spotify, pulling up a number of these bands, um, and 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 listening to stuff that I said, oh yeah, that's cool. I forgot about that one. Or uh, the the author uh, Thomas O'Keefe liked a, a band called uh, Degeneration, mm-hmm. and uh, I hadn't really listened to them much. So I you know, had that up on Spotify. So so I'm kind of living or reliving those those early 90s days while reading the book and listening to the music. So that's what I've been doing this week. That's awesome. Uh, I kind of feel like John Doe from X is sort of the unsung father of uh, alt country. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I can see it. I mean, I, I wouldn't argue with it too much. Um, I'm just thinking of like uh, 4th of July. Yeah. Like 80, 87. 87. It's a good song. Anyways, uh, thank you, Tony. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Rob. I kept Rob it as has, brief as possible. Rob, uh, yes. Well, so is Jerry. Rob's got no filter. Yeah, well, that's, but that's what, you know. So tell us about the nothing that you have to report this with, well, week, Rob. Hang on, hang on. We got to check Which, in with Tommy. Oh, was Tommy next? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, signing up for this positive grid. Hey, there you go. Good, good segue. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, let, let's see. Uh, new gear news this week. Uh, it's gonna piss off Todd. It originally pissed off me, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. You got a I got strat? My, I got a, I got my strat. <laughs> and before you hang up on me, uh, I've already ruined it. So oh, it's really? perfect. Yes. Uh, never been a strat guy. Never got along with them. Uh, found a used Buddy Guy signature Ooh. on Reverb. And as you know, it's black with white polka dots. Had uh, to get I can it. support that. Had to get it. Got rid of the maple neck. Put a rosewood neck with a matching black headstock on it. Got rid of all the electronics and put a single humbucker with a kill switch. There you go. 
and and reshaped it into a telly. I was, I was going to say that, uh, that is, nah. is almost as far away from a strategy you can get. <laughs> exactly, and I think that's the only reason I'm going to keep it. Nice. <laughs> Strats are cool. Yeah. No, they, how does they the are. It's just, it's just me. It's just, I don't like playing them. That's it. How does it's it sound with the humbucker? It, it sounds good. I think I want to put a little uh, lower output humbucker in it. It's uh, Currently, it's got a uh, 59 in it because I had one laying around. And I think I want to bring it down a little bit so it'll uh, work better with some fuzz. Mm. Oh, okay. I can, yeah, I get that. Did you put a, an F-spaced uh, humbucker in or just a standard, you know, Gibson I space? threw in what I had and, oh, okay. you know, I, I'm deaf in one ear and it sounds fine. <laughs> well, there you go. Good enough. <laughs> it's good enough for rock and roll, right? As long as the magnetic bloom hits all the strings, you're bloom. fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a. a why hasn't anybody used that for a right. band name? That's a good band name, Magnetic, uh, magnetic Bloom. Yeah, check. I like out that. There might have. It's not bad. It's a good it's name. It's not. Yeah. Um, Better than Whiskey Town, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Um, well, anyways, uh, Tommy, thank you for sharing that. Uh, hopefully, you got that at a pretty good price. I did. Awesome. That's worth super, it. Then. Super cheap. Nice. Yep. Indeed. Uh, Rob, how about yourself? Oh, sorry. I was just looking up to see if anybody had registered magnetic bloom yet. <laughs> no, it doesn't appear to be. No. All right. It's not taken yet, so somebody. Um, what are we talking about? What's going on in your music oh, world my music this world. week? Um, I got a reminder why I don't post much stuff on YouTube. Um, I'm not a big fan of YouTube overall. Um, I always get, well, always. I get quite a few people asking why I don't post long form videos of what I do on YouTube and there's probably about half a dozen on the YouTube channel I have up there and uh, are you actually registering Magnetic Bloom right now? No. <laughs> yeah, he is. I'm listening. <laughs> no, he's registering. Um, but anyway, so a uh, video I posted a while ago about uh, why you need to check bias on tube amps and particularly the Blues Junior. Um, somebody posted their opinion of why you don't need to bias these amps and that kind of stuff on there. And so I spent way too much time De uh, debunking the myth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and the guy goes, uh, well, in my opinion, if you just buy the same tubes that came with it, you'll never have to adjust the bias of your amp. And it was like, Oh Lord almighty. So yeah, that was, that was a lot of waste of time doing that. But that's my reminder of why I don't post on YouTube. Cause it seems like that's all it is over there. Hmm. You know, deep people that have little to no knowledge and fighting each other on, mm, you know. That's too bad. I mean, the, like the comment stuff. Yeah, it's comment stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you rarely read good reviews on things. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the whole, just the, and, and the fact like, and like people have asked me, you know, why don't I post more stuff on there? If you look at the text, the amp text on there, they have 100,000 followers, 60,000 followers, whatever. They... How can they I have to hire nicely? somebody to deal with that stuff. Well, no, no, no. They do it on their own, but they're they're not techs. They're people that know enough to electrocute themselves, mm. but are quirky or weird or one's a nutball, just outright nutball. I won't mention his name, but he's, okay. he's way out there. Um, but yeah, so, and those are the people that get all the clicks and everything. Then legit, there's a few legitimate, really good guys on there and they've got like 5,000 followers. And yeah. You know, yeah. posting great content. Sensationalism exactly. wins every time. That's exactly what wins over there, yeah. So anyway, so that, that was my music week, though. Got a reminder. <laughs> don't post over there. <laughs> yeah. 
fair. Yep. Fair, fair. Jared, how about yourself? So yeah, this week I sold a guitar that one that I usually would want to keep and and uh but since it was Zach, um I thought what the heck. So I reluctantly sold it to Zach. But uh it, it had a really cool finish on it. It it had a crack in the heel. Gosh, it was probably seven or eight years ago when I got it. Had I paid like hardly anything for it under 500 bucks i think I paid 400 dollars for it. it had a small crack in the heel and it was along the seam too so it when it was repaired it you can't tell it was repaired uh after it was refinished in pelham blue and it was done a long time ago so it's about beautiful. eight years ago that's yeah the, guitar that was, the minute i played it, i said i have to have one of these like i, I, I mean i just saw sax post on on the brandon wound yeah, it's a beautiful guitar. That thing looks awesome. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it um, it it, it is awesome. He actually, it. yeah, I never got it out, and he um, he loves it. He plays it, and yeah. it's just better off with him. But he he actually had the the finish aged out. I think he put it in the freezer, got it back out, and that's where you see mm-hmm. all those uh, mm-hmm. check lines and stuff. And it looks awesome the way it does. So and nice. he likes showing it off in his lifting pink lined case. So yeah. kind of looks cool. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. So That's you know, it was, it was a nice little goodbye to a great little guitar to the right to the right guy. I would have sold it to. Uh, uh, Actually, I asked Todd, for it but first. But. I know, and I'm <laughs> a sorry, long time. So, no, it was like it was like two years oh. ago. I said, if you ever sell that, I mean, no, but oh, I, know, I didn't I, need I know, it. But you had. You had first refusal, or you should have had first refusal. Oh, it's okay. He, it's okay. Wow. Jared's heart was in the right place. You know, yeah. And then, he even he even said, you know what? No, that's right. I, I will give it to you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, I so he did get he first did. refusal. Yeah, okay. he did. Well, there you go. He he over yeah overall he did, but I did forget about it. That's that that's true. So it's okay. I apologize. Yeah. So everything so, worked no, out, and and Zach's got an awesome guitar, and Jared feels good, feels good about it, and that's what yeah. matters. Sentada dozen Oreos, yeah, <laughs> all golden, right, six of each. How about you, Todd? Well, this week I uh, spent some time out at my buddy Chase's uh, shop because I needed a very precise <laughs> circle cut out of a large piece of plywood, and I didn't have the means to do that. And Tony, you were just about to ask me why I needed a giant circle cut out of a giant piece of plywood. Why did you need a giant circle cut out of a giant piece well, of plywood? Well, you don't have to ask me something twice. As I've done before with the, with the Supro amp, I refaced the grill mm. so that it, it kind of fit our stage presence, you right. know, and all that stuff. So I did the same thing again to the extra cab that I got. Um, and uh, so I, I spent the weekend doing that. And that was very satisfying. Couldn't you I used, made something. Couldn't you have used a giant drill bit? I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, and you know, Chase is so precise with like his wood stuff that yeah. you know, I thought yeah, this should take like ten minutes. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! Oh my goodness! We we also like to talk, so that that was like a, a two and a half hour ordeal. <laughs> his, he's a he's a measure twelve times Jeez. cut once yeah, guy, but it's but it's perfectly done, and um, nice. I'm excited about it. So fortunately, I had grill cloth left over from the last one, yeah. so I was like, hey, it's like it's easy peasy, man, it's free, yeah. And and I was very deaf this weekend. I mean, because now I had twice the sound coming out. Oh, it was glorious. 
Now, now, Todd, was that for an extension cab or? I'm sorry. What? What was that, was that for an extension cab? <laughs> yes, I was. I was playing the the. Uh, now I'm deaf and one ear. Um, yeah, I got a extension cab for the Supro Black Magic, so it matches it. They are identical size and shape. Um, awesome. So I put one on one side and keep the uh, or put one on the other side of the stage and keep the amp one by me. That's great. A I fellow think, Supro guy at heart. Yeah, I, I love the way it sounds. It's good stuff. I think you should put the the amp on the on the opposite side so you can't touch yeah. it. Can't adjust Tony, it. You, yeah, Tony, yeah, I thought you were going to say face them towards the back of the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's been done before. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot of people that come in with their Marshall stacks, they're like, "Sorry guys, face the wall." You know. Uh, anyhow, cool. Let's uh, motor on, shall we? Tony, nah. what happens if you take some cable and run it over with a car? Car, it goes, but it also turns rather flat, doesn't it? That's yes, right. yes, but but it doesn't work anymore. Right, but you don't have to do that if you're looking for a flat cable. I All want you, a flat cable. It's easy. You just go to tourgeardesigns.com, oh. home of the crepe cables. Exactly, you get them. And uh, they're already flat. You don't don't waste the gas that it would take to drive over all your cables. It's hardly hardly worth it. It's, Plus, they won't work anymore. It's ridiculous. If you if you drive, it is very very silly. Jared, you have a whole pile of those, don't you? I do. I literally I brought them all down to Nashville yeah. with me. Yes, and you didn't you didn't have to drive over any cables with your car. Uh, no, not no. this time. Just okay, good. So you got them on Tour Gear Designs. Dot com. Uh, I suggest that if you are looking to maximize the, or, or sorry, m I should say minimize, I was going to say maximize mm. the cleanliness of your board, but minimize the mess on your board. Yes. This is an excellent way to do it because of the small uh, profile that they have, teeny tiny, the flatness of the cable, Great. and the giant range of shapes so and you don't sizes. have core, you don't have cables flopping everywhere this and the way and that away do they have an s s cable they've got s cables they got c mm -hmm. cables and they have them in i think what did i say nine different lengths 15 different some kind of different lengths that's a, a lot, lot of, of different variety lengths. one, one million two, three, lengths. four five six seven eight nine nine different lengths go to tourgearsigns.com forward slash the guitar knobs and you're going to get 10% off of your order. And I think you can actually put just get, you can put guitar knobs into the coupon code. Try that too if you forget. All right. Thank you, Tour Gear Designs, for featuring our four on the floor. Jared? Let me get a little bit of this. <laughs> That's a good one. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right. Tommy Manasco. Poo bar yeah. extraordinaire. What uh, is your four on the floor? Okay, uh, I'm sorry, but my first one is cheating, and I will explain why. My first one is a TS-808. If it's a buffer, I'm cutting you oh, off. Oh, it's not. It's okay. a TS-808 tube screamer. No, that's okay. That's okay. That's a well, good one. I have one. It, People love them. I know, but it has to be run into my rat, and they both have to be on at the same time. Okay, so is the is the one the TSA to wait and number two is the rat? Well, or you're counting one, that if, as a combo pedal? I know I'm cheating. You can do I'm it. No, that's all right. You've combo. earned the right, my friend. Yes, it's, okay. it's a combo because if one's on, the other one's on. Okay, you you wouldn't run either one of them by themselves. 
Not ideally, no. Okay. So uh, tell us about your, your, your first one, the TS. Uh, it's just a off-the-shelf, nothing special TS-808. Uh, I run it into my rat because it smooths out the hardness of the rat. Aha. Uh-huh. And how long have you had that combo worked out? Oh, two years. Okay. I hated, so- I, I hated the way my rat sounded, and I dove into YouTube and got way too deep and found that combination, tried it out, and was pleasantly surprised. It works perfect with the amps that I use, so yeah. I'm sticking with it. Hey, stacking drives is, uh, can be a very beautiful thing. Thank it, goodness. The, 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 I think the bad thing about stacking drives is that you can wind up in a padded room with your arms wrapped around your yourself in a in a very very tight jacket. Yeah, once a week. Uh, there's so many different combinations, and then once you go like, "Hey, I think this sounds pretty good," the, the <laughs> little the little evil guitar player on your left goes, "Why don't you put it in front of the other one?" And then you're down a whole other rabbit there hole. There goes of, the next weekend. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah you can shoot a weekend real quick by doing that absolutely uh and is your rat is that a pretty old rat pretty new rat Uh, from what i can tell it's a uh it's mid 90s rat and it has um the lm uh what is it Uh, 308 308 chip installed oh nice i haven't played more than three different rats and i honestly can't tell the difference but i like it that's good and it still works uh, it would be interesting. I, there's a little challenge to use. You get it, find another one, and yeah. uh, and run well, them next to each other and see what see what the difference is. See if there's a difference. I, sh- I should do that next week. Yeah. As soon as I get out of the straitjacket. Yeah, exactly. All right. What do you have for number two? Uh, number two is going to be a unfortunate plug, but currently it's the new Fez pedal. No. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> we'll accept that. I will okay, take thank that. Thank you. I uh, was surprised to get it. First one, you guys. Was it really? Yeah. Great. I was surprised to get it. Threw it on the board. Wasn't sure what I was expecting, and uh, it's it's staying. Awesome. I love it. How do you uh, how do you run it? Um, Low or Uh, high? I I run it probably about a third of the way up. Cool. And um, I just you know with the crunch channel of the Supro that I play through. Mm Mm-hmm. It just it, it gives me what I need. Uh, I would highly recommend running try uh, going down another drive stack there. See oh, what sure. see, see what any like different drives sound so completely unique in front of that. Um, I'm currently doing like three different drives and trying to figure out which one I'm I'm most falling in love with, which combination. Um, one of which, uh, is the hello sailor, mm-hmm. um, the, the cost off drive in front of that sounds fantastic. And then when I, when I say, okay, that that's what I want to use for my, uh, for my P nineties. But when I go over to, uh, to pick up my, uh, Jag master blaster caster thing about Bob with, with uh, the Brandon wound, uh, telecaster pickup in it, uh, that, I'll I'll put the uh, uh, the True North Tweed drive in front, and it's just like it, it it warms it and thickens it up beautifully. So I highly recommend playing around with some stacking with the the Fez. Will do. Yes, very exciting. How about number? 
Well, nothing really matters after that now, does it? Wow. Um, <laughs> number three. Uh, number three is just your uh, off-the-shelf Phase 90. Uh, is that a like newer it. one or an older one? Uh, it's new. I bought it brand new on Sweetwater uh, Plug, and uh, I, I can't tell the difference between too many of them. I've had three, and I keep selling them, and I keep rebuying them. Why? <laughs> It's one of those things you get over it and then you sell it and you're like, why did I do that when I could have just put it on the shelf? Yeah. And you rebuy it. I kind of feel like those are, those, they occupy a similar space in the guitarosphere as um, Crybabies. I, I can see that, yes. <laughs> so how many of us have bought a Crybaby, sold it, bought a Crybaby, sold it, bought a Crybaby, sold it? And, <laughs> and, and the, the funny thing is they never, ever change in price. They're always 50 bucks. Exactly. Used, yep. Yep. Used fifty bucks, easy. Some forty. Um, and the same thing with those the phase nineties. I feel like I see a, a a ton of those. And um, yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And do you use that a lot, or like do you use that? A- I use it kind of. Um, I'm not really a solo guy, but if it would be a solo part, I would use that as a little bit of a boost. And I have the rate turned almost all the way down. Oh, okay, just, interesting. Just so it just gives color. a little bit of color. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's cool. I, I don't I don't think we've had anybody mention using their Phase ninety like that. It, it just uh, it it wakens up whatever you're playing a little bit and gives it a enough of a warble that you notice it, but it doesn't affect anything. Yeah, I like doing that with uh, vibe pedals. Just yes. run it like just so it's barely noticeable but it just kind of gives it a little bit of nice you know uh non-perfect wash yes yeah very cool how about number four uh number four is uh the tried and true line six dl4 wow okay do you uh utilize the full extent of that pedal or are you just kind of like well i'm not that good but yeah i mean (laughs) you, you can't go wrong with the presets and having a looper it comes in handy between songs to make ambient messes of noise. Now, if you want to get really funky with that, you can send it over to AWOL and, uh, and you know, have them color it like pink or something like that. I know. I should. That'd be, that'd be pretty fun. I mean, if, you know, maybe- if somebody's doing that and they're getting really good at it, it's like, why not, you know? Yeah. Maybe I'll get it black with white polka dots to match the guitar. Yeah. There you go. There you go. go. There we go. All right, Tommy, that was a great four on the floor. Thank you for sharing. That was righteous. Righteous. Yes, mighty, mighty good. We always love hearing new things and new ways that people are doing things with their favorite pedals. So thank you. It was very 2007. (laughs) Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, but that's a pretty, that's a pretty, uh, uh, that's a board through the ages right there. Like you could have picked that up in about four different decades and be like, oh, Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Actually, the MXR90. All right. Let's find out what makes Tommy tick. (laughs) I just came up with that. Tommy is, uh, as I mentioned before, he's a great supporter of our show. He is a great supporter of the guitar community and uh, a lover of uh, rock and roll music, as the kids call it on the street. That's what the young ones say. Yes. Um, I believe we connected actually a long time ago, maybe inadvertently over 
I think you uh, you were wearing nameless ghoul costume. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, right. I was like, ooh, yeah. And then I was like, oh wait, that's the. Di- <laughs> I didn't even know. I just was responding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a Halloween. So nameless ghouls are the guitar players for Ghost. Uh-huh. For those right. who who aren't aware, like Rob, who's like you know, it's like I don't know. <laughs> yep, I have no yeah. idea. He's just he's he's over here polishing his New Balance sixty fours. Um, <laughs> take, take your shoes off, Rob. Hey, he's got to get the grass. I'm considerate. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I really appreciated that because I think that's one of the cooler things in, in uh, rock and guitar uh, these days. Um, so, Tommy, you have chosen to be involved in our personal, very small universe up at the penthouse in the orange LED colored uh, personal jacuzzi. That is correct. Uh, mm-hmm. With the Vuv Clico uh, on tap. And that's a champagne, Rob. Yeah, um, no, no idea. <laughs> so you've got a lot of useless information up there. Oh, Tony. Yeah, I you have you no Tony, idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we uh, well, honestly, we really do need to do a trivia night because yeah, I trivia think we, team, we'd Lord. kill it. Uh, so, anyways, back to you, Tommy. Sure. Um, <laughs> focus on me for a yeah, second. So, t- so tell us how. Like, what? What was the bug that bit your rock and roll hiney? Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, was it a deer tick? Uh, <laughs> yes. <and> uh, <laughs> man, it was probably, I was probably 12, 13 years old and I was staying. I mean, I had listened to my, we've always had music in the house growing up. Uh, always listened to music. My dad was a musician. Um, but I remember, I guess my fondest memory of really going, wow, this is cool was I was spending a week with my aunt and we were in her car and she put in a cheap trick tape. Ah. Uh, and ever since then, cheap <laughs> trick's been my favorite band. man response. Good. Paid horse. Good music. But I would say that, uh, that, that experience was probably what got me to really go, oh, okay, this is different and fun. Do you remember which cheap trick it was? I want to say it was the Busted album. Oh. So early 90s, maybe? Yeah, that's a later that, one. Yeah, that's a later one. Yeah, it was a later one. It was a current one at the time. Is that the one with the flame? No, that would have been in the 80s, the flame. Yeah? Yeah, yeah okay. maybe. I don't remember. All right. Well, anyways. <laughs> Carry on. Okay, uh, and that was it. I mean, that was the main. That was my first recollection of I, I'm going to do. I'm going to pick my music from here on out. I guess was it Xander's soaring vocals or? <laughs> <laughs> well, how could it not be? Yes. Um, uh, coming f- out of a tape deck, yeah, probably it was the the vocals and just the uh, uh, not at the time the bass of Tom Peterson, but mm. just the whole. The whole energy level probably just picked me up a little bit. Yeah. I think that's kind of when Nielsen's, everything was starting to get really like smooth and kind of mushed together. It wasn't as yeah. articulated as the earlier stuff. Right. My, do, Tony, is that, er, Tommy, it, either one of you guys, is that? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a fair assessment. I mean. But everything was at that t- at kind yeah. of at that time. Yes. So yeah. yeah, volume wars and just kind of smashing everything together a bit. Right. Uh, just, I'm guessing. 
anyways, is Rick one of your early, like real major influences or? Absolutely. Uh, and at, at the time being young and not even playing guitar, it was basically just off of his, uh, to use the proper word is stage presence and charisma just oh, yeah. to be so outlandish. Yeah, for sure. Southern girls in my tune, man. Oh gosh. I love that song. It's not a bad one. Oh, that's one of the best driving songs out there. Uh, okay. So you get bit by the, uh, the, the early, uh, bug with a very late cheap trick entry. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but, hey, but so you're, you're off and running at what point did you say, okay, I need one of those things that, uh, Rick is playing. Uh, probably age 16. That sounds about and right. That would be, uh, green day era. Okay. Yeah, Green Green Day. It was a uh, you know all the, I, I checked out. You know, I mean, I was into Guns and Roses and all of the hair metal. I was young, but you know, we had MTV and stay up late and watch it, and it was it just that was it. Is it true they used to show music videos on that? It actually is, and I can vouch for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can vouch. The glory days, indeed, indeed. Uh, so you get into uh, some some Green Day action, and you, what's your first guitar that you purchase? Uh, first guitar was a friend of mine gave me like a Squire Tele, probably, oh man, I guess it would be mid-90s. Hmm. Nothing fancy. It was set up horribly, and it was really difficult to play, and I didn't know how to do any of it. Hmm. So it didn't last long. Uh, the guitar or you're playing me playing ah so you, you got discouraged and quit i got i got super discouraged and quit i wasn't taking lessons it was uh, a little bit of my dad was showing me stuff but you know you don't want to listen to your dad when you're a preteen yeah and early teens and uh, i just kind of gave it up and i did go back until late 20s hmm. wow that's kind of a stretch that's, that's yes that's usually people break. have either just stopped completely or it is a huge stretch so what was the second trigger? The second trigger was I had finished college, moved to a new town, went to a bar, met some people at the bar, hit it off really well. And uh, they said, well, sorry, we got to go. We're playing next. And I was like, oh, great. Well, let's see what that is. And ever since then, that, that got the bug back. Ah, that's cool. Man, live music will do it to you for sure. Good Absolutely. live music. And sometimes bad live music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you get the bug, you start playing, you just got a, a buddy guy Stratocaster. Fill us yeah, in yeah, on the that, middle. That's a weird one. Okay, the middle The middle is uh, I had to self-taught, I guess, would be the best way to say it. I'm self-taught, play by ear. Uh-huh. Don't ask me what key we're in. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, I guess, Jay Maska style. The key of rock and roll. Yes, and uh, I purchased uh, my first guitar that I purchased myself was a uh, Epiphone Les Paul because it was affordable. Didn't want to fully commit. Uh, bought it, stuck with it. Taught myself some songs. Good old uh, Ultimate Guitar early on websites, and uh, found out that I was playing them wrong because the tabs aren't correct. Mm. But fortunately, I had friends now that were musicians and gave me a little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of guidance, and once I got the proper guidance, the, the, the switch clicked, and I figured it out and started uh, buying more gear than my talent could suffice, and uh, here I am. 
<laughs> I think there's a big difference between saying, hey, I'm going to, you know, tinker around with my guitar at home to really embracing and being active in the community and stuff. Sure. Well, I, I was working just a regular, you know, uh, what a job you would get in your mid 20s that wasn't uh, degree related because I couldn't find a, deg- a job in that degree. So I had a lot of free time. I was hanging out with these guys that were in a band. So I started traveling with them on weekend runs. And, you know, once you're kind of involved in that scene, whether you're on stage or just hanging out and helping, if you like it, it's kind of hard to deny it. And I just, their music was enough to inspire me alone to want to maybe see if I could do that myself. Certainly a motivating factor. Yeah. The minute you kind of get your, your toe dipped into the water, you're like, well, might as well jump in. And I've been treading water ever since. <laughs> <laughs> doggy, doggy paddling. Yes. <laughs> hey, Tommy, what uh, amp are you using now and what other amps do you have and have had that you like over the years, that kind of thing? Okay. Uh, currently, I'm using uh, Supro Blackmagic Reverb. Ah. I have the head. Did you get it before or after Todd? Uh, I got these black magic after Todd, but I got my Supro Statesman before I knew about the guitar now. So who oh, okay. influenced who? Uh, I guess I can't call mm-hmm. you a copycat then. And I've also had, um, I think my first real amp that I bought myself was one of the old Vox Night Train 15, 50s. Oh yeah, I've got one 50s? of those. Yeah, it was yeah, a Yeah. Rob, Rob did Rob did some uh, modifications on mine. Did I? Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, you, good. You, mine you made it sound, fire, sound yeah. real good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I moved on from that. Yeah, one. probably wise choice. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, I, I play through. Um, I put the uh, the Black Magic. I have a, a 1989 Marshall Tall Cab mm-hmm. with. Um, two vintage 30s and two greenbacks and an X pattern on that bad boy. So it sounds really nice. Nice. Yeah, yes. Awesome. Awesome. And then I also have, um, I have the, uh, the Statesman on top of a uh, cab that I built myself, a 212. 212. Good. Oh, cool. Very cool. Nice. Rob, uh, regarding the Supros, do you get many mod requests or anything no. is there anything that you do with supros no i don't I actually i've never gotten a mod request so i guess that's good in some way that a lot of people are just happy with them out of the box uh-huh. um i i, I f- maybe like two to three years ago i was seeing more of them um it's funny i noticed trends that um gc guitar center seems to buy in spurts meaning that they support this company real heavy for six months mm-hmm. and then the stock kind of moves on to something else. So probably about two or three years ago, I was seeing quite a few supers. I don't see many anymore. And I think that's direct correlation that GC yeah. doesn't buy into them as much anymore. When now, you say you, you were seeing them, were you just... Come n- through for little okay. things, you know, uh, a noisy pod here or a failed tube, you know, because new ones, you know, it, tubes are what they are. Yeah. So somebody would buy one two months later, a tube would fail, super would send them to me. You know, I'd, I'd have to break the news if it's yeah. after 90 days. Yeah, you're out of luck. But, Do you, you know. remember what uh, what tubes they use? No. Um, and, and I don't know if there is a particular I, brand. I meant brand. I don't necessarily yeah, mean. Okay. No, no. It's, the chances are it's not a particular brand. Most companies won't just use one brand. Yeah. They've decided that, okay, for either for our design, we like this brand or reliability. 
Uh, Softex 606 is more reliable than this. And most companies change occasionally, once a year, once every six months. You know, I'll order a replacement tube from somebody or call them and say, hey, what are you using currently? And it's changed. So Got it. Yep. So for those who might be wondering, um, talking about the Subaru real quick here, because Tommy and I both have the black magic. Uh, so that comes with the power tubes are 6973, which is not a common one you hear no, thrown around. Not at all. It's magic. It might be the magic. Rob, guru to the stars. Guru to the stars. <laughs> amp, amp guru to the stars. If that's you and, and Tony, then. <laughs> well, I have a Jared. question. Did they, did they do that to that tube to make it fit in a certain area? Or did it? Doubt it. Well, no, it might, there's, might plenty be a, of, there's plenty of room under yeah, there. It yeah. might be a carryover from the original design that, of the that's, Supros. That's why I'm almost positive, because a lot of amps in that time, we've come to, to think of 6v6, EL84, 606, EL34 is, is the, well, those are the most popular tube. I mean, Standard, what, 95% yeah. of the tube amps currently being produced use those in the output section. Yeah, right? but Ampegs used some well, there we stuff. Go. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. And really, the reason those are carried on is because the three big amp manufacturers over the past 40 years, Fender, Marshall, Vox. Yeah. Um, where, like you said, Ampeg used all kinds of oddball stuff, Supro, and then all those little um, bargain bin amps that were made by Valco. You know, oh, all the, all like the, the Dan Electros and, and the Silvertones. Exactly. Yeah. Those used all kinds of oddball stuff at the time because there used to be just thousands of different audio tubes. Um, but yeah, so so that I'm sure that's where it comes from. Is yeah, they've they've uh, tried to keep a past circuit alive, and you know. And so, use those tubes. so what can you tell us, uh, if and anything, about the sixty nine seventy three? So yeah, which I'm very familiar with. You, you're not, you didn't. Even, you didn't have a clue what was in your amp. You're like, Tony said they didn't glass. Well, they light up pretty. I, I don't no, know. I, pre- I prefer the sixty nine seventy fours myself. Yeah, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes. takes. <laughs> you guys. So yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, when you said sixty nine seventy three, I didn't. I was like, oh, okay, I don't know what that is. But what it is, so I pulled up a da- uh, data sheet on it. And just, just for clarification, this is a guy who repairs hundreds of amps a Millions. year. Millions. Has put in thousands of Millions. tubes. And he's like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> All of the amps. Yep. Okay, Donald. Well, and it appears that there, I think there's only one current production uh, even being made right now. Electroharmonix is making one. Oh, okay. okay. So it's it's definitely... So, Tommy, I think we better grab a couple. It's in the small percentage. <laughs> oh, extra tubes. Um, Great. But, uh, but, yeah, so what it is, at least from a quick look of, a, of the data sheet, is it is uh, very similar to an EL84 in size. Um, it is uh, a 9-pin miniature tube, so it's a smaller like the the base of a preamp tube, mm-hmm. um, but a little taller, but not doesn't appear to be as tall as an EL84. Um, same type of construction. It's a beam uh, pentode, I believe. Let me look here. One, two, three. Yeah, beam pentode. So, yeah, it's an EL84 that uh, the pinout is completely different on. Mm. Um, and let me check the specs. Yeah, it's also 12 watts. Yeah, so it's, it's a variation of an EL84 generally in, mm. its, in its construction. Now, of course... Uh, you know, it's a different tube, so it's going to have different characteristics. It might be chimier, or more mid-push, or more this or that. Right. Um, okay, so you're going to go to space and make us some, right? <laughs> yeah. No, he's only going to repair them. That's right. I don't want to repair them. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in negotiation with Elon right now. So. <laughs> now, just out of curiosity, it, it has four 12AX7s in it. Mm-hmm. But when when we're referencing this kind of thing, you know, when when I mentioned that, 
before, uh, as we just quickly took a dive into like, hey, what's going on with this? That's like not something that's part of how you reference an amp. Like, well, what does it have in it? Oh, it's got four uh, 12AX7s. But that's not what we're talking about. So we're saying, what kind, what kind of an amp is it? What kind of tubes does it have? It's got the 63, 6973s in it. So why is that exactly? I, I think why most, do we do that? more people refer to the power tubes when you're talking about, okay, it, about and not that. the preamp tubes. Because it's almost a given that you're going to have either yeah. AX or ATs yeah. or There are or very, AUs. very, very few exceptions to that. And, and a lot of those oddball preamp tubes just they're not available. I, that, that's something I do do is more on the bargain bin amps. You might have a tube, something that escapes me right now. Charity a, said do-do. Yeah, I, was <laughs> I heard that. Um, <laughs> you know I heard that. There's, uh, you know, there might be, a, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head that I've modified recently. I think it was a magnetone I did that had a, a six blah, 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 something in it. And I could find NOS, not NOS, actually just used old tubes. New old stock. Yeah, except they weren't new. So that's the problem is that they were used. Um, and, and they're 40 bucks each or 50 bucks each, and they're all microphonic. So with a little bit of change, I was able to swap it in for a different tube that's more readily available. But yeah, so to Tony's point, it's usually that you know most amps are 12AX7, 12AX7s. Yeah. yeah. But the one that we refer to is the thing that's giving it its character. No. 6973. <laughs> Nails uh, it. No. <laughs> so, so EL84. Uh, if, if I swap EL84s for this tube, you could turn probably the tone knobs a quarter number or half number in any direction, mm-hmm. and you'll get there. Right. There's that, not that, that, well, that's a very technical sort of recognition of that. But when we're talking about, you know, like, oh, here's this amp. Well, what's it got in it? Yeah. Right. It's sort of like you're referencing the engine. Like, well, yeah, the engine. You're, you're, yeah, but, but, I think more people reference the output tubes. I, yeah, yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. And I think they do. And that's why I'm saying that they're wrong. I could, I, if, I li- if I took four different amps mm-hmm. and, and lined them up with, you know, the same preamp, but different output section, same speaker, same everything else, most people would not be able to pick which one is which. That like they wouldn't be able to go, oh, You're that's right. a 606 versus 6550 versus EL34 because right. all those are 25 to 30 watt tube. They're all very similar construction. Right. Um, uh, my so, point is that it's 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 not very different than saying, oh, I got a small block or I got a Hemi. It's like they both go to the go off the green, you know, yeah. make the car go. See, see, see now, now it's just whatever your amp is, and that's like the 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 heart of the amp. Sort of not okay. Okay, yeah, say Rob, it, what, man. What, say it. it. It's more the preamp. It's the preamp that, that determines what but, the sound but of the amp is. But nobody is referencing that. That's I, I know, what I'm they're, saying. They're unfortunately wrong. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Tony? Mm, you're trying to make Rob controversial, aren't no, you? No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't well, have to try. And, and, and that's and that's it. Yeah, when most people, you know, oh, you know, a Fender sounds like a Fender because the layout of the circuit, the fact it goes through one gain stage to a tone circuit, through another, into it's that, it's the circuit yeah. itself that makes okay. it sound like that. I'll, I'll, give that. Logo? I'll give you yeah. that. Okay. Not, uh, oh, and the logo, of course. If you take yeah, the logo the, off, and the grill it sounds cloth. completely yes. different. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a good point, though, because we may be putting like too yes. much emphasis on, well, I only want an amp if it's got yes. 606s. Yes. In it. And even more the guys yeah. that are like, you know, I, I, I deal with this all the time where people go, oh, no, I, I, I had this brand tube, Sobtex, and, and they all suck. It's like, well, that's a stupid statement because mm. I could put Sobtex in your amp 
you know, you'd plug into it. You you'd probably look at me, and go, oh, that thing sounds perfect. I love. It sounds just like the JJ show. It's like, yeah, it's different too. Yeah. You have no, yeah. you know, sure. Pe- people, that happens people with hear with well. their, yeah, exactly. Yeah, people hear with their eyes a lot of times, exactly. right? Yeah. Just, yeah. Or or taste or taste with their eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah like Tony's pointing feeling. at me. I hey, I'm a, I'm subject to this. I think everybody is to some degree. Yeah, it's like when you're buying a, if you if you go and you try to buy a bottle of wine, it's like you don't know what that's going to taste like, and unless you have done a tremendous amount of research on the high art of intricacy and hidden factos in wine la- in the back of a wine label. You're going to be like, well, that looks like a pretty good tasting wine. <laughs> you know, like, so on this week's sommelier <laughs> yes, podcast. Exactly. That's the reason that those guys exist. Hey, they is, there, know. Is, there, is there a guest here that we've been talking to? Well, he's got a, he's got a Supro too. So I'm, I'm, we're, we're commiserating, aren't we, Tommy? I, I am involved in this. How did we get yes. down this road? What was the original question? Uh, this, uh, he's, got a, he's got a black magic. I got a black uh, magic. Uh, weird yeah. too. What weird is the average okay. airspeed of a swallow? <laughs> Twelve. Okay. Anyways, ugh, bunch of buzz kills. <laughs> Sorry about that, Tommy. You're okay though, right? I'm I'm fine. Long as everyone agrees that Supros are great. Yeah, that's I, I I dig the way they sound. Yeah, yeah. I mean when when the right people were playing them. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, well, well, <laughs> here, <laughs> I'm a nitpicker about about a lot of things, but as far as amp goes, if it just sounds good to me, I don't care what's in it. I mean, if it sounds good, I'm going to use it. Right. Period. I would, I would agree with that. I just, I like my Supro also because that's all I, I was able. You to do get like it. it. No, your <laughs> Supro. Yeah, now I like it. Good. You, know? you could have bought I've something been else house, for the same price. I played you know? through your Supro. You could have got dude, yourself a BV Bandit. Yeah, yeah, I could have. No, oh. Supro sounds good. Yeah, I played through it. It's so, great so Tommy, if you could, if you could sort of have your wish of any amp, what would it be? Since we're just talking about amps right now. Well, man, I, that's that's really tough because I'm very pleased with the Supro collection I've amassed. Assume that has never been made, <laughs> or actually assume that there's no 6973 tubes left in the whole wide world, and there are no what more are Supro amps. What are we going to do now? Then? Then? It, it doesn't just, exist. We just rewire okay. them for LA. No, yeah. stop. Yeah. Rob. There we go. Now uh, we know what it is. As long as we know the pin output. That's oh, right. Boy. I got All the data right. sheets now. All so. right. <laughs> okay, I, I'll answer the question. Though. Okay. Let's see. Since I use a pedal board and I use drive pedals and fuzz pedals, I just need a basic good amp. It would probably just be a JCM 800 that doesn't catch on fire. Nice. Nice. I like it. Okay, okay hold on. Got to back up. What's what's with the qualifier there that doesn't catch on fire? Did you have it a... It sounds like you've had a problem with fires <laughs> and amplifiers. Oh, right, in Listen, particular in 800. I, like I said earlier, I, I was around a lot of musicians early on, and I've seen a couple JCMs catch on fire, whether there was beer involved or not. Ah, uh, there we go. <laughs> but I've seen it. You mean to put it out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. Beer, lighter fluid, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, and for the record, uh, uh, any liquid and any amp is going to result in... Yeah, oh, I meant water. Yeah. Yeah. I meant water. It was raining. It's a conductor. Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's easy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and now, I mean, a single channel 800, it's, you know, 1,800 bucks, so... Right. If you're going to get one, I'd get one quick, because... Those prices keep going up and up yeah, and up. Those yeah, are very papala. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So, so Tommy, in the state that you're in, in the guitar world that you're in right now, like, yes. I guess what 
what are some of the things that are uh, most exciting to you about where we are right now? I would say the abundance of options as far as guitars go these days. Um, you don't, I, I feel like you don't have to get a Fender or a Gibson, even though I have both. And you can be very, very pleased with something that's either more expensive or less expensive than either one of those options. Hmm. I just recently picked up um, a guitar from a, I guess, I don't know how new they are, but I picked up a bell tone guitar. Oh, and I've heard of a bell tone. new one, huh? Tony. Is that a hearing aid company? <laughs> <laughs> it should be. I mean, it's a phone company, wasn't it? Bell tone? Maybe the bell, so. Pack Bell, yeah, wasn't it? Ma uh, Bell. Anyway, Bell Tone is out of uh, Miami. Ah, they uh, they make their own guitars. They're uh, kind of a single cut, but well, no, they're not a single cut. I guess it would be. Oh goodness, it's um, a off shaped Les Paul, but not without the cutout. It's a strange Tele style necks. Uh, they do a lot of. Uh, build your own on their website where you can just configure it the way you want it. They got a lot of pickup options, a lot of finish options, pretty affordable. And I've been super pleased with it. Nice. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. And the guy that uh, the- runs it is uh, very, very open to communication and will uh, blow up your email right back. <laughs> nice. Nice. Communication is a big part of it, man. It That's really cool. is. Oh yeah. So I have a question. Yes. If you had an opportunity to spend a, a nice weekend with a guitar buddy, and you had to pick one of the guitar knobs, which Why? one would it be? Oh, That's not a. Lord. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> That's not something um, you don't have to answer, answer that. Yeah. I'm going to answer. I'm going to say the volume knob. Yeah. The volume knob. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. All right. He, he means me. Yeah. Oh, the loud one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has been a pleasure talking with you and uh just sort of hanging around the table and and talking about super jowling oils. about cool guitar stuff chewing on it's a nice piece of is all mine. yeah um it, it it really has been great and i'm so glad that you're part of our uh, guitar family and, yes and the greater community yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate you. Here. I, uh, I hope we get pizza next time. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Wario mm. um, we, pizza. We're going to um, all meet up at Jared's house right now to to uh, have some Tostino's pizza rolls in Great. lieu of that and uh, do some uh, something special here. Jared? Ladies and gentlemen, come on down to Nashville to my house and let's play a little <laughs> game of... Would you rather? This week's Would You Rather is from executive producer Trevor Gunberg. Trevor, thank you so much for sending this. Uh, and he says, hey, man, here's my Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. I've had this in mind since I like pointy guitars. This, I mean, he's a pointy guitar lover. Oh, boy. S- let's say you have a sit-down gig. A small room. And as you arrive, there you realize you left your guitar back at home. Ah. Mm. And you don't have enough time to go and get it before you go on. However, some buddies of yours is in a metal band and have come by to watch you play. 
and happen to have their BC Rich guitars available for you to use for the gig. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes. So there's a warlock, a beast, and an ironbird. Knowing that you need to sit down during the entire set, which pointy axe do you choose to use? Mm, this mm. is really crazy. They're all equally weird, pointy, heavy metal-y, classic BC Rich guitars. They're pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Tony, what are you doing? I know you're a big pointy guitar guy, oh, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> More points, the better. Then <laughs> um, you, you win. Okay. I think out of those three choices, I'm going to go with a Warlock because I think it's probably a design one that I'm the most familiar with. <laughs> and I think it's probably, I guess that's one of the, I think one of the old original designs yeah. that BC Rich I put out. I think that's the second round. The original was the one we the, probably the, can't the, say. The bitch. Uh, yeah. It's called the bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rich okay. Bitch and, and the, the Mockingbirds. Yeah, the Mockingbirds came out um, right around then and this. And, you know, honestly, if you're sitting down, it doesn't matter. You can just strap it and then shorten the strap so that you know you're not resting it necessarily on your leg I say, I kind of ruin it but i've had a warlock and you sit on your leg it's fine yeah yeah okay. it's the big the upper bat the upper arm or whatever is big to reach around uh, but it's, yeah. it sits across yeah. your leg you know? okay well then so, yeah so there it is i'm so going go. i'm going with the warlock okay and i'm going to run it through my supro <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, let's see, Rob. How about yourself? Uh, same. Warlock. It's, Warlock. Yeah, it's the traditional. The other ones to me are just, just I've never dug. They, and they're both they, later. They approach silliness. Well, and that's just it. And, and, and I think both of those probably came out. Uh, I'm doing math in my head here. Probably mid '90s when Class Axe owned them, and they were trying to like revive the brand. Mm. So they came out with both of those. They came out with the Virgin. And uh, something else at the same time, but yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I'm with you. It's it's a classic shape, and yep, warlock. Okay, Jared. Oh, not easy. Um, to me, the beast looks like as if you drew the warlock on a piece of paper in pencil, and then you somehow smeared it with your thumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the good old warlock, like everybody else, because I actually um, borrowed a warlock from my buddy Cameron, and I never gave it back to him. <gasps> Still I, have it? No, I don't know what happened to that guitar. It just got lost along the wayside over the years. But I bet guitar? original ones were, were it's probably like still expensive. Pedal. It, uh, dude, but, some of the old school. It was not a USA made, I can tell you. Uh, well, that's what I say. Some even the uh, early Japanese rich stuff yeah. is worth money. Now, as everything, anything old, right? You know? Yeah, and yeah. Japanese, Japanese guitars. Yeah, are, yeah. absolutely. All right, Tommy, what are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm trying to figure things out in my head here. Uh, we have a sit down gig. That's a sit down gig, and it's not acoustic. Not acoustic. Definitely not acoustic. Hope not. I don't understand. Yeah, play a little James Taylor. Okay, uh, you know what? If I'm gonna sit down and I've got to play a BC Rich, you know, just give me the pointiest one you got. I guess I'll go with the Beast. Okay. Uh, I mean, why not? That answer. Now, here's the interesting thing: the Warlock has 
eight points on the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a lot of points. But the beast has eight points on the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I personally am going with the Vox teardrop. <laughs> no. Oh, you can't. <laughs> you got three choices and you choose, still choose something off the board. Like, Come on. I have one. I know. But that, I'm, yeah, anyways. So, no, I'm, I'm going to go with the Iron Bird um, because it's, it's got a little bit more of an explorer shape and it's got it's a wider explorer. sort of yeah, knee area. I, I, I can that. sit with that. That actually only has five points on it, but it looks like a, it looks like a piece of like razor wire. It, it, that it doubles goes, as a weapon, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that looks very dangerous. Yeah. But uh, I think that would actually be the most comfortable to play hmm. at a, on a sit-down gig. That's like uh, a, ma- exactly. a man after comfort. You know, yeah. if you look at close at, if you would cut off the upper horns, it's a V. It's an offset V. It, mm, yeah. it is. I mean, yeah. a, it, I mean, it's a little gumbied from there, but it's offset. It v, looks like, like what happens v. when when like uh, you try to do 3D stuff on the computer and you yeah. do it wrong. Right, right, right. You accidentally <laughs> click on something and <laughs> I plotted that point wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Uh, they just call them the askew. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So anyways, uh, that was a fun one, Trevor. Thank you for sending that. Um, I suspect that he would choose the Warlock, too. You think so? I'm willing to bet that. Yeah, it's because it's a classic, classic shape for that. Um, all right. We are going to say thank you to a, several kind people. Tony? Many kind people. Yes. Because at this time of the show, Todd, there's a special group of people that we like to thank. Yep. Who are they? These are our executive producers. Yay. Now, Jared's probably wondering what's an executive producer. Tell more, me. More importantly, how can he become one? Well, you don't have to become one because you're part of the podcast family already, Jared. And I love it. But if somebody out there is interested, go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out uh, some opportunities to sponsor, become a patron of this very <laughs> podcast. I love it. Each level comes with its own bevy of thank you gifts and prizes. Things like t-shirts and barefoot buttons and picks and stickers and flashlights and... All kinds of stuff. Keychains. Oh, my God. The list goes on and on and on. As an executive producer, you get all that great stuff. All the good stuff. Some great stuff. But there's one thing more. Rob, what is that? You get your name right on the thing. Your name <laughs> right on the thing. Yes. So that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Tom Brezen, Darren Gregory. Doug Christ. Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers. Brian Robison. Michael Senchuk. Stefan Lamb. Anthony Lathrop. John England. Brad Partridge. John Esteli, Justin Jones, James White, Matt Hart, Bill Gola Guitars from Down Under, Richard Kendall, Tyg Harmon, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, Gary Cooper, Mark Garten, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Trevor Gunberg, Rick Calhoun, Anthony Gemolero, and John Halverson. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very so much, very much. But Todd. Uh huh. There's we another. There's another special group of executive producers. I'm all ears, Who man. Who are they? they? We like to call them our grand poobas. Ooh. 
These are the guys that hang out. They've got their own personal jacuzzi hot tubs filled with orange Gatorade. Uh, they have special drinks uh, that are provided. They wear a fez while listening to... Tommy, do you have your fez on? My fez has been bronzed and put in a glass case. Ooh, oh, I love better. it. All right, that's better. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a pass. <laughs> way too heavy. <laughs> so a special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Jonathan Jerusic, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Science of Sound, Cody Foster, Sean S., Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, Tyler Rines, James Pennington, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, Johnny Morales, Mel Sanders, Bob Crouch, Sam Jett, Michio Morakashi, Morakishi! Oh, oh Michio, I was so close. I'm so sorry. Martin Cliff, and we have a new Grand Pooba. Who is it? His name is Hex Matos. That's right. Hex Matos. Wait. What? There's, there's got to be a misspelling here. Why? I see one at the bottom of the list here. I think it's missing some letters. No? It's not? What? Huh? Tommy Manasco! <laughs> How hey, can we me. forget about Tommy Manasco? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Thank you so very much. Um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Hex Matos. He's a... Uh, a very very talented guitar player who I met uh, down here at a, at a gig. Oh nice! Uh, not too long, uh, about a week or two ago. Is he a local guy or touring? Uh, he's in Cleveland. Okay. He's in the Whiskey Daredevils. Oh which, yes! And he's yes. also um, he was also in the Bomb City Royals. Uh, super good dude and a hell of a guitar player. So Welcome if you get to the, the opportunity to see him playing, they tour all over the place. The Whiskey Daredevils. Uh, make sure you catch him. Okay. Uh, so thanks to Hex for, for, for joining us yes. at the Grand Poobah level. We're very excited about that. Thank you all for your support. It truly is the engine of our show, and we, we can't uh, say thank you enough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to wind this up. We've had a, uh, the joy of talking to Tommy Manasco. Tommy, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. I had a blast. Indeed. And um, congratulations on your newborn baby. Thank you. And uh, and all the goodness to you and yours. Um, where uh, you want to point anybody to uh, to where you might be on the internets? I mean, you can. You're going to see a bunch of pictures of a baby currently because that's <laughs> what new fathers do. But it's a official underscore grump underscore dad at Instagram. Hmm. And that's about it. I have a little uh, cab building company, but we're uh, kind of in a limbo right now. Wood's expensive. The wood is expensive and time is very sparse currently. Yes. But uh, it's Ominous Cabs on Instagram. Ominous Cabs. Did you name your baby Supro? I didn't. I named him <laughs> Villa. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Nice. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tanya? Yes, Todd, Todd, where where can people find you? (laughs) Go over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the stuff I have available for sale that you can order. But, you know, as I've said time and time again, I do mostly custom work. And uh, shoot me an email. Let me know what you need, what you have in mind, what you want to change. And I will take good care of you. Yeah, I'm going to need a back plate, a back control plate in that gold sparkle for the new guitar that Chase is building me. Mm. Yay! 
So that's the kind of stuff you can get from him too. It doesn't have to be a pig garden. Oh yeah, I do. I do. I do a lot of covers. I do some truss rod covers and things like that. I'm also going to get a pickup ring from you. A pickup ring. Yeah. Tony. Yes. Can you do a black pick guard with off-white polka dots? Well, here's what we could probably do: is I'd have to have some like vinyl circles cut. Sure. Uh, we'd do it on the back of clear and shoot the backside with uh, with like black lacquer. I love it. Sounds awesome. So we could do that. You already knew what to do. Very cool. Yeah, he's ready. Rob, how about yourself? Mad Cow Amplification at Instagram. That's or right. On Instagram, I guess. Yeah. It's so worth the follow. It's it's. Yeah. I so, learn something every single time, and it's just it's fun. Yeah, that's to where see you what can you do. Watch me rant and. Yes, it's the he's the angry amp technician. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have a I have one from today that will continue tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, but seriously, um, if you need your amp taken care of to the highest level uh, possible, make he's, sure you give. He's the Rob guy. A uh, Jared, if anyone has any pickup questions and stuff like that, or you just want to do a shout or whatever, get a hold of me through the uh, Guitar Knobs podcast socials. Please message us. Yeah, that's right. You can shoot me a, an email. Shoot me an email, Todd at <laughs> theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. I will handle anything sent to any of these clowns, as well as myself, also clown. We look forward to hearing from you. And also, uh, I meant to mention this. Um, make sure you send us your questions for Rob. We're going to have a Ask Rob Anything show coming up, and I'm very excited about that. And everybody's got amp questions. We solved a couple today. Oh, I'm coming you up know, with some good yeah, ones. I was going to say, I want to hear... T- Tony's, Tony. Tony's probably making like fake accounts. And exactly. Saying, <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> Tony wants to, he, Tony's thinking about arguing, yeah. arguing already. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, everybody. Well, have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe! Arg! Yeah. Well, uh, okay. You're six foot seven. You uh, dig okay, in. Right, right. Dig in. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm going to dig. They have rippled tikka masala. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they're good. Oh dear God, are they yeah. good? If you- <sighs> Sorry, I blew that right at you, Rob. My bad. Now I got COVID. <laughs> All right, it's so juicy. <laughs> Snickers. Yeah, Oreos. Oreos. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oreos. Oh. <laughs> Go on, crack a smile. Come on. Done the the horseradish prime rib ones? No, yeah. I haven't seen that. It one tastes yet. like you're eating a horseradish prime rib with uh, a baked potato. It's crazy. And what is what is? It's this? a potato chip. I like Oreos. <laughs> oh man, that was a big burp. <laughs> I was looking at Tommy. I mean Tony. Dog, dog on it. Good looking at to- Tony, thinking Tommy in a. I feel, I feel like I'm replaying the Alex, uh, not Alexa, the Siri. Boy, I'm a mess. The Cuban, get the Cuban I sandwich. Did that. I did have that. I like did, that. Did you sample them all in the? I did. Did you just go nuts and Kroger's or bags of chips? They were like, everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> box so like an animal. He's just shoving <laughs> them in his mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the equivalent is for that. I don't know. Well, let's skip it. They got Memphis barbecue, Carolina barbecue. <laughs> it's it's it, you know I bet you the. Okay. Come on, dig in deep. Let me get a little bit of that. This. This. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, wait. Uh, I'm gonna have to track down that steakhouse one. Oh yeah, that's good, man. Mm. It's a late clapper, yeah, you I'm dirty start rotten. Doing. <laughs> right, hang on, <laughs> Tommy. It's been a my, <laughs> little oysters, little oysters. <laughs> yeah. Are you still recording? Yes. There is a slight difference. I I did blindfold mark did the thing later on there's definitely a, ah. it's a, not a big difference but it, there is an actual teeny tiny about? slight different flavor oreos. between the two but they still oh, both what, taste what, like what oreos? oreos what are no, they, they taste golden different golden versus the chocolate they're completely different oh yeah no, they are no they are they're, they're totally different yeah that's not going to taste not. the same they're, they're totally different a, siri uh call tommy and then it's like do you want to call Tony, Tammy, Cammy? <laughs> well, you call Tony. Monty, you call Tony, Michael, Tammy, anyhow. <laughs> Jared, Elijah. That hot oil that they sometimes bring out. Oh, it's so good. I had some ginger to cleanse what? my palate. What? Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time